This past week I was reading an interview with Shiloh Buff. Remember Shiloh Buff? That guy hasn't been in anything in quite a while. Uh, but in 2009, he sat down for an interview right as Transformers, uh, The Revenge of the Fallen, just hit $3 billion in box office sales. Uh, at that time, he was also in more movies than just that, and he was a big deal. He was mega rich, and he was 23 years old. Uh, in the interview, he said that he didn't have to worry about anything. Uh, his parents didn't have to work anymore. Uh, they had more than they could ever imagine that they had. They wanted something, they'd go out and get it. Uh, they had absolutely no need, and yet he wasn't satisfied. In fact, here's what he says in his interview. He said, I don't handle fame well. Most actors on most days don't think they're worthy. And I have no idea where this insecurity comes from. But it's a God-sized hole. If I knew how to fill it, I'd fill it, and I'd be on my way. He has all the money in the world. And yet there's a God-sized hole in his heart, and he's not satisfied. And he's longing for something. And so do you know how... Shiloh Buff at least used to try to fill that God-sized hole in his heart. He would ride his bike to a busy road and he would just stand there. And he would wait and see if people recognized him. And the whole time that he stood on this busy side of the road, he'd be terrified. Not that a car would hit him. That's not what he was afraid of. He was afraid that nobody would recognize him. Eventually, people did recognize him. That hole in his heart would be filled and he would leave and go back home. But guess what would happen a few days later? That hole would start to empty, and he would need that recognition again. And so he'd go back out to the road and stand there and wait and see if somebody recognized him again. He'd be full, and he'd go back home, and it just continued, and he was never satisfied. You see, Shiloh Buff may have millions and millions of dollars, but he has the same problem that every person on on this planet has. It doesn't matter what country you're from. It doesn't matter what race you you are. It doesn't matter what language you speak, what religion you are. The truth is, we all long for something. And that's your first point today. We all long for something. And isn't it true? We all have something that we want, and we think that if we get it, then we'll be satisfied. I was talking with a friend this week, and he said, uh, ironically, it was about this topic, and he didn't even know it. Uh, he said that he recently had paid off all his college debt, and he was so excited because for since we graduated from college, all he's been working towards is paying off his debt, and he's just been thinking over and over again, as soon as I pay off my debt, then I'm going to be good. Then I'm going to be satisfied, I'll be content. And he paid it off, and now do you know what? He's not satisfied. Now he says... I need to start saving for retirement. And, and now if I have this much in my savings, then I'll be satisfied. And I said, you know that's not going to satisfy you. And he said, yeah, I know. <laughs> but we all have something that our hearts long for. And if we get it, we're convinced we'll be satisfied. What is it for you? What is that thing that you want What is it that thing you want to achieve? What is it that your heart is longing for that you think that if I get this, then I will be satisfied? We all have it. 
And we all know the person who can fill it. And that's Jesus. Even non-Christians will acknowledge what the Bible says about God. Even non-Christians will look and say, look, your God, Jesus, claims to be all-powerful. If he's all-powerful, he should be able to fill the longings that your heart has. And he should be able to satisfy you. But is that who Jesus is? Is he the one who satisfies our longings? Is he the one who fills us with the longings that our heart so desperately desires? And is he the one who satisfies us with what we want? Today, we're going to look at people who thought that and who believed it. We're in the book of John, John chapter 6. If you don't know much about the Bible or if you're new to the Bible, the Bible is actually one book made up of 66 books. And so there's 66 books in the Bible. Four of them are what we call the Gospels. They're the biographies of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Today we're in John chapter 6, and we're going to see people who look to Jesus to satisfy the longings that they had. John chapter 6, we're picking up at verse 25, so let me tell you what happened before that. Uh, John chapter 6 starts with Jesus on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. I know that this is a spread out map, so I'm sorry about it, but Jesus is up here at the beginning of John chapter 6. And uh, here's Jerusalem down here. Here's Bethlehem where Jesus was born. Here's Nazareth where he grew up. Uh, When Jesus started his ministry, he kind of had Capernaum as his headquarters. He always came back to Capernaum. And so Jesus is actually on this side of the Sea of Galilee at the beginning of John chapter 6. And he's preaching and teaching to people. In fact, he's preaching and teaching to at least 5,000 people. And he's pouring into them. He's telling them about the kingdom of God. Telling them about the kingdom of God. And, And Jesus was so popular at this time that the people hung on every word that he spoke. And they didn't want to leave. In fact, they didn't want to leave so badly that they skipped a meal listening to him. And Jesus didn't want them to leave because Jesus wanted to continue to preach to them, continue to pour into them. And so Jesus said to his disciples, we need to feed these people. And they said, all we have is two fish and five loaves of bread. And Jesus says, bring them to me. And Jesus begins handing them out. Gives them to the disciples, start handing them out. And next thing you know it, the fish and the loaves multiply and they multiply and they multiply until all 5,000 people ate. And there were 12 basketfuls left over of all the leftovers of fish and bread. Amazing miracle. Night came. People went back to their homes. Jesus sends his disciples on a boat from here over to Capernaum in the middle of the night while Jesus stayed on the other side to spend time in prayer. After Jesus prays, he performs another miracle and he walks out on the Sea of Galilee. Walks on the water, out to the boat, gets in the boat with his disciples and go the rest of the way to Capernaum. Next morning, the people get up and they start looking for Jesus. They can't find him because Jesus is no longer on this side of the sea where they are. He's over here. And they hear, Jesus is in Capernaum. So they go to Capernaum looking for Jesus. This is where we pick up. John chapter 6, verse 25. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. People say, Jesus, when did you get here? (laughs) Because we saw you go off by yourself to pray. There was one boat that the disciples took. So how would you get over here? If you walked, 
you wouldn't be here yet. So how'd you get here? And Jesus doesn't even answer because Jesus knows what's in their heart. And that is the real reason they're looking for him. It's because the food that he gave them last night had now been emptied out of their stomach and they have a God-sized hole in the middle of their stomach and they want it to be filled again. Jesus says, you're looking for me not because you saw the sign, but because you ate and had your fill. You see, what the Jewish people were longing for was for bread. They were longing for a bread king, a king who would come to this earth, a Messiah that could perform miracles and fill them with free food and take care of all of their physical needs. This is what they longed for. And Jesus calls them out on it. You're longing for more food. You missed the sign, Jesus says. The miracle of feeding of the 5,000 was a sign that pointed to Jesus as the promised Messiah of the Old Testament. The one who could not just fill your physical needs, but could fill your spiritual needs as well. And Jesus says you missed it because all you want is your stomach filled. You think that I'm all about filling your physical needs. And Jesus says stop. Stop. Bread has an expiration date. Bread has a shelf life. Bread will never truly satisfy. And so here's what he says to them. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God, has, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Stop working for bread that spoils and perishes, Jesus says. Stop longing for a Messiah that's going to give you physical blessings, that's going to provide you with the longings of your heart, and those longings are physical things. Stop looking for that Messiah. Because you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to be sustained. You're never going to be content. It's not going to last. Bread spoils. Bread perishes. Look for something that doesn't. And that's your second point. Anything with an expiration date will never truly satisfy. Shiloh Buff had a God-sized hole in his heart. We have a God-sized hole in our hearts. And how often don't we look to things with an expiration date to fill and satisfy that hole in our hearts? Only to need to come back to it again and again because it never truly satisfies. For instance, maybe what you're longing for is love and acceptance. If only she would like me, if only he would like me, if only they would accept me, if only my coworkers would accept me, then I'll be satisfied. And so you work and try to make it happen. You pray to Jesus over and over again, please let them love me, please let them accept me, please, please, please. And Jesus says, okay, fine. I can do that. I can do that for you. But then what? Then what? That love and acceptance has an expiration date because people are people. Their feelings change. People are people. And guess what? Unfortunately, people die. And their love and acceptance is eventually going to go away. And then what? Then you're back longing. Then you're back not being satisfied. People's love and acceptance has an expiration date. Is it financial security? Is that what you long for? 
If only we had this much saved up. If only we have this much saved up. Then I'll feel secure. Then, then, then I'll be okay. And so we pray, Jesus, please, let me get there. Let me save up this much. Please help me out of my financial crisis. Please, please, please. And Jesus says, okay, fine, I can do that. But then what? What happens when the stock market crashes? What happens when your bills uh, exceed and continue to go up? What happens when you don't have enough and then you need more? Then you're back not satisfied. Then you're back not content. Then you're empty again. Money also has an expiration date. Is it relationship problems? Marriage problems? Lord, if, if my relationship was just fixed, if my marriage was fixed and we got rid of our problems, then I would be satisfied. Then I wouldn't have any problems whatsoever. So please, fix my relationship issues. And Jesus says, okay, fine, I can do that, but then what? Then you're satisfied until the next fight? Then you're satisfied until the next disagreement. Then you're satisfied until what? Maybe it's health. Lord, I want to be healthy. Lord, I want to feel like I used to feel. Lord, I want to be recovered. I want, I want to stop feeling this way. I want to stop hurting. I want the treatments to work. Please, heal me. And Jesus says, okay, fine. I could heal you, and I can heal you. But then what? Because truth be told, we all know that we have an expiration date. Jesus says, stop looking to satisfy that God-sized hole in your heart with things that have an expiration date, things that have a shelf life, things that will never truly satisfy. Now, don't misunderstand me. Jesus does want us to come to Him. He does want us to bring our prayers to Him. He does want us to bring our requests to Him and, and, and ask Him for help. So, Bring these requests to Him. However, Jesus doesn't want to just be your bread king. Jesus doesn't want to be just someone who satisfies your, your longings with physical things. Because that's not what He's about. He's more interested in filling your longings with eternal things. And so do you view Him as your bread king? Do you view Him as someone who just fills your longings with physical things and that's it? It's really easy to tell, actually. And all you have to do is ask yourself this question. Do you find yourself seeking Jesus more when you have problems in your life that you want Him to fix? Or do you find it easy to go to Him every single day because every single day you need forgiveness, life, and salvation? If it's easier to pray, be in your Bible be in church when you have a physical need that you're looking for Jesus to fix you view him as your bread king you view him as someone that you just want to fix your problems and not your savior who has forgiven all of your sins Jesus says seek me to fill your eternal longings not with physical blessings but with the eternal blessings that I give and the Jewish people said okay, well, what do we have to do to get this? Here's what they said. They asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. They pick up on it. They say, Jesus, we want this eternal bread that will, that will satisfy us for eternity. We want this. What is the work that God requires for me to do? Sound familiar? God, what must I do? What must I do to earn forgiveness? God, what must I do to make up for this? God, what must I do? 
what work must I do? They're viewing it as a, a merit program, right? I do this, God rewards me with this. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Stop. You don't do anything. In fact, stop working and start believing. Start believing in me. That is what you need to do. It's through trust in me that you have this eternal satisfaction. And the people are a little skeptical. Here's what they say. They asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the man in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Here's their argument. Jesus, the, the miracle you did yesterday was great. Uh, yes, you fed 5,000 people. Really, it was, it was a great miracle. But you multiplied earthly bread. Our ancestors ate bread directly from heaven. You just gave us normal food. So what sign are you going to give us that we should actually trust you because our ancestors ate heavenly bread, you just gave us normal bread. And you're asking us to trust you and we're going to be eternally satisfied? Come on. Here's what Jesus says. He said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Jesus says, It wasn't Moses who gave you this. It was my Father who sends down the bread from heaven and gives life to the world. And that's what the Jewish people wanted. We want this life forever. Give us this bread. And that's what they say. Sir, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus says, Who am I? I am the bread of life. And when you come to me, you're never going to be hungry. That God-sized hole in your heart is going to be filled. You will never be thirsty because I will satisfy all of your longings. The phrase is never say never, right? Because something can always happen. But not in this case. Jesus says, you come to me, you're never going to be hungry. That God-sized hole in your heart will always be filled. You will never be thirsty because I will satisfy all of your longings for eternity. And so your last point today is this. Jesus satisfies you for eternity. I am the bread of life, Jesus says. I am the bread of life that will sustain you forever. I will give you the longings of your heart. And it's true, isn't it? You're longing for love and acceptance. People's love and acceptance change. Jesus' love and acceptance of you will never change. He loves you so much that He came to this earth and lived and died for you so that your sins are forgiven. Jesus loved you so much that He rose again from the dead. Jesus loves you so much that He's washed all of your sins away. Jesus loves you so much that it doesn't matter what you have done, what you will do, what you won't do. Jesus loves you because He loves you. Jesus doesn't love you because you're a well-behaved Christian. Jesus loves you just because He loves you. Jesus isn't going to wake up in three months and say, you know what, I actually don't love this person. And Jesus isn't going to wake up and one day leave you. Jesus loves you and will always love you. Because He lived and died for you. In fact, He loved you so much that He suffered hell in your place. You want love and acceptance? 
Turn to Jesus. Jesus says you want security and you're looking for it in money. But guess what? Here's your security. It's the internal, eternal inheritance that's waiting for you. Heaven, where moth and rust don't destroy, where it doesn't spoil or perish or fade away. Heaven, where all the riches of God are yours. It doesn't depend on the stock market. It doesn't depend on what's going right and what's going wrong. This eternal inheritance is yours because Jesus rose from the dead and has given it to you. And he says, no matter what happens, the whole world could come crashing down on you and you still have this eternal inheritance to look forward to. You want health. Of course we do. We want the fountain of youth. Why? Because death is scary. Death is terrifying. And yet Jesus says, I give you eternal health. I give you eternal life. I rose from the dead so that when you die, you don't end. You continue to live forever. Your body will die, but you will continue to live forever with me in the eternal paradise of heaven. What is it your heart longs for? What is it? Turn to Jesus. Look for it not in the physical, but in the eternal. And He will satisfy the longings of your heart. He will fill you with eternal bread that never spoils, perishes, or fade away. He will fill you with bread that will fill that God-sized hole in your heart forever so that you are eternally content and eternally satisfied forever. May God be with you this week and always as we look to Jesus to fill the longings of our hearts, both now and forever. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for being the bread of life who sustains us uh, throughout eternity, sustains us through death, sustains us through this life, and uh, continues to satisfy all of our desires and eternal longings. Uh, We ask always to help us to turn to you so that we are content both now, tomorrow, and forever. We thank you for filling our hearts and filling that God-sized hole that we all have. In your name we pray. Amen.